who am I? Am I brave? Am I beautiful? Am I enough? Am I ever going to lose those last 10 pounds? As women, we continuously question our I am. Asking questions such as am I instead of standing boldly in the I am. We often find it challenging to embrace our being. I know historically, I put my trauma and pain on the shelf and abandoned my mental wellness for the sake of the misguided programming of my youth that said that honoring my strength made me boastful and that sacred self-care was actually selfish. From the time I was a very young little girl, I had thoughts, thoughts about my I am. Because each one of us are programmed with beliefs about our worth, potential, and identity. And these beliefs actually form our self-image. And when I reflect on my journey to being, I realize that historically, there were times that I did not hold a very high self-image of myself. And I often ask myself, why? Where did these thoughts and feelings and emotions come from? Our self-image is simply the image we hold of ourselves. And you can never rise above the self-image that you have of you. So I ask you today, what do you believe about you? What do you have the courage to believe about you? And what do you have the courage to be? My mother, Ruby Louise, and I call these Ruby Louise-isms, I tend to use them a lot. For those of you who are new to me, you will hear me reference because the wise wisdom of the my mother gave me in my youth, I didn't really fully appreciate it into my adulthood. Isn't that typical? But Ruby Louise used to say, you not being good enough could never come from you. You are victorious, never a victim, unless you choose to be. I didn't quite understand it at the time, but know that she was referencing courage, the courage to keep trying, the courage to hope, the courage to believe, and the courage to be my authentic self, despite what the world might put in my path. Because the truth is, I had specific bugs in my programming. Those ants, automatic negative thoughts, were lies running rampant and stole my peace my joy, and my boldness. I believe those lies that didn't serve me or even my future. Does this sound familiar at all to you? Well, stick around. You're in the right place. So here we are, looking outside of ourselves, 
for the answers that are found within. So here we are looking for the courage to be the best version of ourselves. So here we are wondering how to make the shift, the shift to bold, beautiful, brilliant selves. Let's talk. Real talk. Radio. There are times in your life when you feel alone and you don't know where you're going. You're feeling down, feeling underground, and you got nothing worth showing. But the Dina Brown's got your cover, sis. She can show you another way. Tune in weekly to your radio, and she'll have it feeling like. Welcome to Her Executive Presence. This episode is all about having the courage to be. This topic is timely, especially given the media buzz around Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the French Open and courageously facing the fines associated with her making the conscious choice to put her mental wellness above the insatiable needs of the media. The same media has not always been kind to black athletes and even vicious towards black tennis athletes like Serena Williams. We celebrate and cheer Naomi Osaka because she took her power back, the power that many of us have given away but desperately seek to regain, that courage, that courage to be. Growing up, my mother would always say, the moment you say they made me is the moment you give away your power. And as I've grown wiser, I realize that the same power I gave away is the same power I can take back. Thank you, Naomi, for personifying at the age of 23, the awareness that it took me nearly 40 years to acquire. And as I sit in full transparency, I think about even this episode and writing and scripting and recording and the starts and the stops and what do I say, what do I not say? Is this authentic, is this not? And in the midst of all that, I just said, well, to hell with it. Let me have the courage to say what I need to say. And I ask you to have the courage to hear what you need to hear, to make the shifts in your life so that you can live your very best life today. Not on my terms, but on your terms. So what is courage? And why is it essential in owning our being? I sit with that 
repeatedly. Why is courage so important? And I remember having a really um, interesting conversation with one of my favorite um, people, Rad Gaddis, and he said, Dina, is it more important to have courage or confidence? And at the time I remember saying, you know, your confidence gives you, you know, the courage. And so he was like, well, no, actually it's your courage that sets the tone for you to have clarity, confidence, and consistency. And I would have to now, you know, reflecting back, think about that and say, you know, he was right. You see, when we think about courage as it pertains to ourselves, we often think about running out and saving a child from imminent death or peril. But there's nothing more critical than having the courage to love yourself as you are right now in this season. Why is it so hard to love and accept ourselves? That's courage. The courage to say, this is me and this is how I stand in the face of all God and creation. Merriam-Webster defines courage as having the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So why is it so difficult for us to be? You plant a rose seed and it grows into a beautiful rose bush. It never sits and questions and say, am I to be a rose? Are you sure I shouldn't be a daisy? Wow. It just is. But yet we, humans, we constantly question our I am, who we are, and what that being is. And there's so many reasons why, and in this episode, I'm not going to dig into all of them, but definitely stay tuned. We're going to be digging and covering that on her executive presence because it's really vital. And I chose to start with courage because when I hear the echoes of why women are not owning their I am, stepping into their power, asking for those raises, applying for those jobs, pursuing those businesses, writing those books, it's stemmed and rooted in fear. So again, what is courage? The courage to be requires you, you, not me, you to affirm your state of being despite societal constructs and familial pressures. It's not who your mom or dad or your cousin or your aunt said you should be because you're good at it. What did God call you to do? What is your calling? What is burning in the fire of your belly? What is that secret I am that you've been so afraid to say because you thought that you would be ridiculed or laughed at? That be. The courage to be is possessing clarity, even though life 
is full of ambiguity. The courage to be knows you do not need validation because you are not a parking ticket. Self-affirmation is your ticket to wholeness, your ticket to understanding and living and thriving in your being. And it comes from going inside so that you can shine out. What is your definition of courage? What does it look like for you? What have you not been doing that you've had a burning want to do? I didn't use the word and I almost used the word desire because here's the thing about desire. When you desire something, you'll stop at nothing to get it. So if you're not living the life of your dreams, it means that you have not transmuted that want into desire because that takes courage. It really does. So for me, what did that look like for me? What has this journey been like for me? For me, I had to get honest with myself and ask myself some tough questions. Questions like, who am I in this season? Not those Facebook reminders. You know, I love Facebook. You go back and you'll see yourself two, three, four, five, six years ago, 30, 40 pounds lighter, living a life, traveling the world, you know, with children, without children, married, not married, etc. So when I ask, who am I? And I got honest about who am I right now? Because you see, presence is not about just striking a power pose. It's about your being, your presence, your state of mind, the essence of you. Who are you right now in this season of your life? And when I ask myself, and then I looked around my life to see if there was evidence of my I am, I was shaken and I was stirred. Because who I am in this season was not reflective of how I was living in my present. I had to ask myself questions like, what life do I desire? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want to feel? And this is not about monetary. This is not about tangible things. What I have grown in understanding is that true abundance is love and joy and peace and harmony. And so I began to speak those things and visualize those things because I realized and desired those things in my life. And so I go back to question one, who am I in this season? And when I looked around, was I living the life that I desired? Which brought me to question three. How can I take steps towards transmuting my dreams into reality? If I want more joy, peace, love, harmony, what steps, what did that require? And here's what it required. 
me to give more joy, peace, harmony, and love. That was, it started with me. It started with me working on me, not looking at everyone around me, asking them permission to be. It starts with me. It starts with you. Which brings me to question four. Today, how will I find the courage to take the first step towards living my best life? And that one was a doozy. It was a doozy because once I started making steps, putting the plan in action, what I call my map, right? We all need a map. And a map is an acronym for manifestation action plan because I want to live the fullness of my being today, right now, in this season. Transmute my dreams into reality. Live my very best life today. And that required me to be very truthful with me. About me. Not what someone was telling me about myself. Even though your life your relationships leave clues, but they don't define you. They leave clues. But it takes you spending some time with you, having the courage to be honest with you. And so I come back to that question that you'll hear me repeatedly ask throughout this episode. Well, what is courage? What is it? And I discovered that for me, courage is the ability to continue moving forward, even in the face of challenge, adversity, and fear. I move in the direction now of my fear unless there's really a tangible, what I call a bear on the other side of that. Because fear is designed to get you to move, to become mindful to become observant, to visualize and realize, are you living your I am? And then for you to execute and take action. So fear is designed to get you to move. And it takes courage to move in those steps, even when you don't have the answers. It does. And so when I think about the challenges that I faced and what I had to do, because I tell you that question four is a doozy. How will I find the courage to to take the step toward moving? And every leap begins with one step and it just required me to move, to take one step. So when I had to deal with the challenge of being invisible in a job that I loved, I had to have the courage to walk away because I knew the right opportunity and the right environment is only one manifestation away. When I had to deal with the traumatic adversity of having a 20 plus career and my reputation 
destroyed, and I'll put quotation marks around that, by a malicious supervisor exerting her white privilege. And she was fully supported by an institution anchored in systemic racism. When I had to deal with that adversity, I knew and knew that that didn't define me, that there had to be something more because what God has for me is for me. And obviously, even in the midst of that adversity, there is a lesson. And trust me, there has been plenty others. And if you stick with me, kid, you will learn more because every Wednesday, I'll be dropping a new episode of Her Executive Presence and sharing this journey with you to help you on your journey and finding and really loving the essence of you. And here is the stumper, is the fear. The fear of not being a normal mom in a world where normalcy is skewed, where black professional single parent mothers raising their sons in a whitewashed leave it to beaver world. And I'll have to tell you, that takes courage. That takes courage to be. And here's how I know. How I know that I have triumphed over that particular fear. Um, My son's Xavier, and I always love to tell Xavier stories. And this one is one where I still get a little emotional about it. Because when we think about ourselves as mothers and we look at our children, they're like an extension of our identity. And so when they don't accept us or appear to not accept us, or they behave in a certain way, or if we feel like they don't choose us, we then question our I am on an epic level. So this particular situation, um, and again, at the time living in Orange County, California, which is as you know whitewashed and leave it to beaver as you can possibly get. And Xavier and I were having a conversation, which we often do. And I asked him the question, because I'm that mom at the football games. I'm loud. I'm cheering. I made up a cheer, talk to cheerleaders so they could cheer for my baby pumpkin. You know, I'm that mom. And sometimes it appears as if he is embarrassed by me or he'll say you know he looks kind of away and even at games or even at functions I've had persons you know um they're laughing but they're like oh my gosh he looks embarrassed whatever else and I thought that it was not really leaving any residual matter on my psychological DNA but I realized over time that it did and it does which is why we have to be cognizant of those things and be very clear about who we are And so this particular day we were sitting and watching, we were talking and laughing. And so I asked the question and I would like to lie and say that I did it and I didn't know what I was doing, but I have to say fully thereof on a, some kind of subconscious level. I did. I asked him, I said, David, do you ever wish you had a normal mom? And he did y'all the unthinkable. He did the unthinkable. He said, yes, I was stunned and floored and punched 
and my solar plexus. And I said, what? And at first I was like, oh, cause I was laughing, we were joking. And I thought, what did he say? And I realized that it hit at the core of my greatest fear of not being the mom, the woman my son needed for him to evolve into the greatest version of himself. And so, of course, I did what any black mother would do. I dug in. I didn't let it go. I dug in and I said, what? What do you mean? What is a normal? So then I started asking questions. What do you mean? What is a normal mom? And I just went in and I could see his face and I could see his, his positioning. And he's like, okay, I'm just kidding. He wasn't kidding. And at that moment, I had a choice to make. Did I want him to also have the same programming or did I want him to rewrite, to defrag that? And I said, stop. I said, you don't have to apologize for what you said if that's what you believe. You don't have to apologize. I said, but help me understand, what does that mean? And so as he began to break down what a normal mom meant, it was a normal mom would, he says, I'm a little bit too protective and I'm always checking in on, you know, what he does and doesn't do. And he doesn't have some of the freedoms that his friends get to do, staying online, hanging out where they want to, having to check, you know, he went through all that. And I was like, oh, I said, okay. And so I said, well, again, cause I was in my feelings, y'all, my petty came out. As my girl Ginger said, she said, my third grade petty came out and I was like, okay, well, these so-called normal moms are always in my inbox asking me, how did I get such a great son? How did I raise you? They're asking me for tips and tricks on how to raise their children because their children are out of control. I said, so, you know, I went all, y'all went all in. I don't need to go all out right now, but you get the picture. And so in that conversation and in that dialogue, I realized something because I looked at the person that I love most in this entire world. And what he said was, you're not a normal mom because you're not moms like my friends. But what I heard was that you're not good enough. And I did what I felt at that time. And I began to weep. I began to weep for myself. I began to weep for my sacrifices. I began to weep for everything and everything that I didn't do correctly over the course of my motherhood and my wifedom and my divorcedom, all of that came up. And then as I sat with that and I looked at him, something clicked. And as he began to describe what he thought normalcy was, I realized that hell, normalcy is overrated and I'll be damned to be any person that I am right now at that moment in this season. And so I looked at my heartbeat, my greatest achievement, and I said, it's okay for you not to. And I don't want you to change your opinion and your thinking because of me. If that's what you think and that's what you feel, that's okay. I said, but here's what I know. I love me. And if you do, that's a bonus. And right then, in that moment, in this season, I knew I had the courage to be all of me, the greatest version of me. 
in the face of many challenges, in the face of adversity, in the face of my greatest fear. So what I know about fear is that without fear, there could be no bravery. So being courageous is mainly about managing anxiety as best as you can and still taking the best action available to you. So what I did with Xavier, and of course, like any son, he came and he hugged me, I'm sorry. And I go, I don't want you to be sorry. I want you to own your truth and know who you are. I said, because you saying what you said really truly unlocked something in me. Because finally I knew, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I loved me. Because what you said hurt me, but it didn't destroy me. What you said offended me, but it also ascended my understanding of my I am. And I wouldn't change anything about me right now in this season. Am I perfect? No, not by a long shot. But do I love me? Absolutely. So here's the spoiler alert. The courage to be requires you to fall in love with yourself. You've got to fall madly in love with you. Because see, here's the thing. And when we think about the courage I referenced earlier, the courage where we see mothers lifting cars and jumping, and I actually witnessed a mother on a Korean subway snatch her baby from the metro because the stroller was caught in there, and she got in there, slammed the door, and snatched that baby out of there before the train took off. That took courage. But you know where that courage was rooted in? Where it stemmed from, the seed of it? It's love. It's love. It's love. So the walking visual love outside of my body taught me that the love I felt for me deeply seated in my essence was real. Was real. And so I made a commitment. I made a commitment that I am love. I will love me. I will choose me. I will be me unapologetically. And along the journey, along the journey, what I will do is that I will level up on love each and every time. Because every time I level up on love, I level up on my courage to be. Right? Simple is the hardest, easiest thing that you can do. Because what we do, we often replay and get stuck in our moments from the past. And that's not healthy. That's not about mental wellness. And I think about one of my favorite movies is American Pie, the cult classic of 1999, y'all. And that line when she would say that one time at band camp, and it would just say that repeatedly, like every time someone had a story, it was like that one time at band camp. But interestingly enough, it mimics the continuous monotony of the mind. 
when we get stuck like a broken record from a moment in our past. We are not our past experiences. We are who we are today in our presence, alchemizing everything that we've been through to grow to our next greater. Why do we torture ourselves as women with that one-time mentality? That one time I lost my keys, that one time I almost won the lottery, that one time he cheated on me, and that one time I weighed the actual weight on my driver's license. Who we are is not determined by the facts of our lives. Fact, I've been married twice. Facts, I've been divorced twice. Facts, I'm a single mother. Facts, I've been fired from jobs. I've been removed from positions. I've been cheated on. I've been, and you keep it going. Who I am is not determined by the facts of my life. It is based on the truth of my being. So I ask you, who are you? Who are you in this season? And my famous question that hits you in the solar plexus. Where are the lies in your life? And what are you willing to commit to, to actually live your truth? What if we rescripted our narrative and made the shift to embracing that one time I had the courage to face the truth of my today to get over the pain and hurt of yesterday, to experience a greater tomorrow? What if we had the courage to use our superpowers to change the course of our lives by intentionally speaking life into our goals, our dreams, and our deepest desires? The most potent force in the universe is a woman on a mission armed with a purpose and committed to a cause. What if we had the courage to love ourselves with complete and utter abandonment, unapologetic to the societal norms and familial and career pressures. Happiness can only be found when you actually have complete self-mastery, when you affirm you. When you love yourself with your whole heart, you open the window for others to love you with the same intensity. The course of your life directly correlates to the direction of your thoughts. It is not the bold, loud moments where the spotlight is laser focused on your achievements. It is not the designer shoes you wear, nor the perfectly coiffed bun that positions you for a seat at the elusive glass table. It is how you embrace the journey. It is your presence, your executive presence, and encourages you to live your life on your terms unapologetically and have the courage to be. It takes courage to own your I am. And I leave with you these three tips for leading 
your life with clarity, confidence, and consistency. Number one, get honest. Have the courage to tell yourself the truth about your strengths and opportunities to grow. For me, I had to get honest about owning my petty, my negative programming, and honoring my genius. I am greater than what I've been through, and I have so much more to give. Number two, purge. Remove all things that do not line up to who you are in this season. This purging may mean letting go of people, places, and perspectives that steal your courage and drain your being. It'll have you showing up as a bastardized version of yourself. Let it go. And number three, create a map. We all have a life GPS. And I'll talk about this in another episode. Your life GPS is your growth plan system. And in there, there's a map. And so I challenge you to have the courage to create a map. And the map, again, is the acronym for Manifestation Action Plan. You will live the life of your intentions. Get clear about who you are right now in this season. Be confident about your desires. What do you desire? You, not your mother, your cousin, your auntie, or even your children. What do you desire? Be confident about that. Get clear about that. And script an action plan with consistent steps to help you shift from where you are to where you desire to be. That is courage. And all of those three things, honesty, purging, and persistence in creating your action plan takes courage. So Divas, her executive presence is all about owning your I am unapologetically. You do not have to ask permission to be who you are. Stand in your power, be bold, be brilliant, be you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Her Executive Presence, please leave a review and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Better yet, let me know what you're being courageous about today. And if you have some secret sauce to share, please drop that in the comment sections. Oh, oh yeah, don't forget, please visit the Million Dollar Dollar Store, your one-stop shop for affordable personal development resources. Soon you'll be able to find your very own map strategy action guide so that you can really begin to live your life by design instead of default. So with that, I bid you adieu. Continue to be you.